where are you at the moment? I'm in North London. Okay. Now yeah. You're, you live. You live in London now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was born in. Well, I was born in Plymouth, raised in Cornwall, and then uh, hot hot tailed it out of there to uh, London about ten years ago. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Uh, just been listening to the album. Oh, uh, great. Checking on the um, timings of it, and when you recorded it. When. So when did when did you record it, and when we when did you envisage actually releasing the album? You know, bearing in mind COVID and lockdown and everything. God, I mean, we started recording it in January 2020. Uh, the plan is, is it was going to come out September 2020, and through a combination of us taking a lot longer than we had anticipated to uh, actually finish the record. Yeah. And COVID, um, that all kind of pushed things back quite a lot, really. Yeah, I mean, one, you're like one of the main things with, you know, COVID delaying it's, you know, really boring reason is just that the pressing plants were all closed. So, you know, by the time we gave them a record to go, here you are, can you make this for us? You know, they had a huge year year long backlog. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of things like that. But yeah, we also overran by quite a long time. So you were overrunning in the initial lockdown? Yes. So, so obviously, you know, we started recording in January and, you know, everything was normal hunky dory. Yeah. Um, and then we locked down, we were in Belgium, in Brussels, and we locked down, I think, two, two, three weeks before the UK did. So, yeah, for the rest of the period, we were locked into the studio. Yeah. Good stuff. So do you all live in London now, the whole band? Um, everyone, everyone bar Joel, the drummer. Joel yeah. lives in, uh, Joel lives in Hastings. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. He, he grew up in, yeah, well, he grew up in, in Surrey and kind of always was a commuter to London. Never, yeah. uh, never fancied living there. So no, yeah, he moved far away. So uh, what is, what is your approach? Is it still the same kind of approach? I know that you and Ellie were, you were to begin with. And then when the band got going, it was more of a, it was a band thing, basically a four piece band all contributing, but, um, how do how do songs work their way from the beginnings to the end? Is it, uh, all is sorts it... of ways, all sorts of ways, really. And I think not having a set way kind of gives us a lot of scope to, you know, make things that sound fresh. I think if your process is the same, I think you are in danger of creating a product which is pretty similar time and time again, really. Yeah. Um. So you know, it will be. Sometimes someone writes a song and it is literally, you know, 80% there. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's a riff. Sometimes it's, you know, a couple of, a couple of bars of music. Sometimes it's, you know, us jamming something in a room together and then kind of getting the whiteboard out and starting, you know, workshopping lyrics and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So all sorts really. So, I mean, from that point, you know, we usually, if we're making a record, we will all work individually over a period of time, throw all the ideas into a big kind of cloud kind of thing, you know, a Dropbox or a Google Drive or whatever it is, get into a rehearsal room and go, all right, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one, let's play these, let's see how they feel. You know, you might start with 60 and then you have 40 and then you have, you know, you make a demo of all of them and then you have 30 and then, you know, you kind of whittle down and you're always kind of making amendments as you go and the ones that kind of make it to the end the ones that make it, make it onto the record, yeah. What I'm struck about um, your band, Wolf Alice, is um, how 
diverse and eclectic it is and, and there's a lot of very different things going on in terms of mood and, and energy and, and space and dynamics and so forth uh, you know, with a lot of bands, you can say, well, that sounds like them, you know, that sounds like Royal Blood, or that sounds like Mumford and Sons, you know, you just kind of know almost straight away. But with you guys, I don't get that. <clears throat> and I don't, and that's not a criticism. I, I, I feel that that's a really an amazing strength, actually, because you've got, because you've done so well, and people kind of have embraced this idea of kind of diversity within the music that you make. And uh, some of the songs on this album, you know, the, the one that was released um, a couple of days ago, I can't remember the name of it. Um, no Hard Feelings. Yes. I, I, I've got a radio show and I, I played it and I said, well, would you believe that was Wolf Alice? You know, if you hadn't heard that song before, would you have known that was Wolf Alice? And uh, I don't know how you, how you see it. I mean, I know that you like the idea of kind of maybe have, having some kind of Wolf Alice DNA or something or some kind of imprint on your music, but um, it is very, it is, very eclectic yeah i mean it's i think it's i think it's eclectic to a degree if you know what i mean i think it is eclectic within the alternative pop rock umbrella if you understand what i mean i think when you know we you know we're not doing reggae and jazz and classical and you know whatever um honestly i don't know it's just always something we've done and it's always something that we've not really been bothered too much about. I think some people at the beginning of our career, I remember A&Rs when we were talking to record labels for the first time to kind of confuse going, well, what are you? What's your thing? Yeah. And I'm kind of really proud that we could kind of carve out a niche as the band that kind of do what they want. Yeah. No, it certainly hasn't held you back. I mean, you know, on this particular album, for instance, you've got um, Play the Greatest Hits, which I've only just heard, you know, this morning and um, quite a raucous energy kind of almost punky kind of tune isn't it and uh, mm. kind of comes out of nowhere that one safe from heartbreak if you never fall in love is, is uh almost almost the opposite it's uh kind of almost acapella you know lots of voices yeah. in there. i mean look we write songs about you know our we kind of write you know songs based on embellished versions of our own reality really on our yeah. own lives and i think the music is a, is a reflection of that and you know we don't feel one thing all four of us don't you know feel one single emotion over a couple of year period, you know, everyone's angry at one point, everyone's sad at some point, everyone's yeah. all the kind of things in between. So the writing is really a reflection of that and just trying to, each song tries to capture that sonically and musically. Uh, and it's the album's bookended by the beach, the beach and then the beach too. Um, what was the thinking behind that? Somewhat of a happy accident, to be honest. The beach, as it was called, without a numerical reference as there was no beach to at the time yeah uh, was its own thing at the album opener um and we had a we had a song called okay which turned into the beach two which was kind of on the fringe of making the record usually we'll go in with two or three more than we know we will record and ellie in a bit of downtime ellie we, we had two studios on the go basically we had kind of like the main tracking room that stuff was going on and we had another room where we had a computer set up and a bunch of instruments that we could kind of be doing other things, writing, just exploring bits of music. Um, and she came in and she went, oh, I've rewritten the words to that song. And we went, oh, okay, cool, we'll have a listen. And it was just really interesting because it's the same, you know, it's the same place, you know, it shares the same geographical position. 
but it's you know it's sharing a lot of the themes of the beach one but in a more hopeful way and kind of my reading of it now is you know you start in this fairly morbid place on the beach in the beach one kind of a bit desperate and a bit a bit lonely a bit blue yeah um and you know then you go through this adventure throughout the record you know as you do in life you know these ups and downs um and you come out at the beach too at the place where you started from uh but a lot more kind of grateful a lot happier a lot you know you know a lot changed you know almost like a, a state of catharsis through it yeah from one point to the other yeah there seems to be a, a sort of a, a a sense i get a strong sense that it is quite cathartic a lot of a lot of the music lyrics obviously that Ellie's lyrics i think they get 100 percent all he's the only writer of lyrics for wolf alice is that right um, people do write lyrics. It's yeah. the only the only problem is Ellie's a lot better than us. So um. okay. <laughs> I think the album title "Blue Weekend" is a sort of a reference to that kind of idea, isn't it? Of being how songs can kind of feelings. And, um, yeah, I think I think it plays on the ambiguity of the word blue, really, and that all of these are kind of things that could happen over a weekend. All of these events, you know, they're not. You know, they're not so fantastical, really, when you boil them down and think what are they really about. I think they're pretty relatable and all things that could, might be a pretty jam-packed weekend, but that could happen over the thing. And, you know, sure. <laughs> whether they're sad or happy, however you take it, is kind of your choice, really. And uh, just about the working methods for this particular album, was there any, any difference how you approached it? I mean, you obviously, I think you're working with a different producer this time around, aren't you? Or yes. You and um, and uh, was that, was it a completely experience for you guys or it's always a different experience working with different people um producers it's an interesting one producers kind of don't really have one job good stuff so um i, I guess you haven't done any live have you done any live gigs i mean in front of an audience since not in front of no March, sadly, not, in, not in front of an audience no we had glastonbury and we've done you know we did radio one big big weekend you know, a Jules Holland, but nothing in front of an audience, unfortunately. So you've had uh, maybe a bit more time than you would normally have. Um, how have you been filling it? <laughs> I mean, you had the album in the can. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, we've been kind of busy, really. I mean, we've been ploughing into rehearsals because it's one of the only things that we could, can be doing. Um, oh. and we're playing with a keyboard player at the moment, which is really brilliant. A guy called Ryan Malks who used to play in a band called Superfood. We made a music video for every song on the album. But yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's undoubtedly been a lot more kind of thumb twiddling than there usually is. You know, we'd be all over the world at this point, but um, yeah, we've been fairly stationary, uh, which has been odd, very odd, been odd and interesting. <laughs> yeah, we are we are so excited to get out and play. So whenever we can, you know, if latitude is happening. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers it's the crossed. green light. Everything crossed. What, what is the first gig? Latitude. Headlining Latitude. Okay, cool. That's in July, is it? Or End of July, yeah. End of July. Well, that will be one, if that, you know, everything goes to plan, that will be one hell of a celebration, won't it? Oh, God, wouldn't it? It would be incredible. <laughs> I can't think of any better way to kind of get back into it than a festival. Yeah. How's the Glastonbury... Experience because you did a you did a performance site itself I think in yes we did we played at the Stone Circle yeah yeah 
that was um that was brilliant yeah it was absolutely fantastic it was lovely to play up there kind of unique experience to be able to play in that place um pain in the ass that the whole thing crashed when we were on being oh, first really? on at seven okay. o'clock yeah yeah, yeah 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 i didn't realize that the website the website's crashed for two hours i know you knew that but i didn't know it was when you were on <laughs> yeah i know so that was a bit of a pain in the ass but you know they, you know, they all got it rectified in the end it's just a joy to um, be able to talk about gigs again. You know, <laughs> lots of people are booking tours and, and shows. And uh, yeah, I think people are just absolutely desperate now to go out and see a live show. So yeah, I hope you guys are as well. <laughs> God, anything. I'll take anything. Yeah. It's, uh, finally, obviously, it's been a hell of a journey. I mean, I spoke to you about the time of the first album and you, you gave me the lowdown on the, on the background, you know, where you know how you came through basically you and ellie were duo and playing sort of open mics and stuff like that and um and then it sort of just transformed and went from that to this ever reflect on those days and were you thinking i really want to do an open mic because <laughs> i've not been any shows at the moment you know or something <laughs> like that <laughs> i do yeah i'd be happy ha happily to an open mic yeah fantastic yeah yeah i often look back with very fond memories of that time you know we were doing what we were doing i think because we were people kind of say it was a folk thing and you know maybe it was but we were more or less doing that because we owned an acoustic guitar yeah um and a tambourine and a glockenspiel <laughs> um so that's you know that's what we used i think yeah um but i think i think ultimately that was kind of like the perfect training really because if you're playing those kind of songs you can't hide behind any gimmick any no. flashing light or kind of you know drum no. drum beat or anything like that you know the song has to be right from the start so i think that was a uh, pretty formative for us 